0: Okay, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the One Before I Die podcast, episode 128, I believe. Uh, yeah, 128 here. Rolling on at the end of March, March 21st, as we are recording this, March 22nd, as you guys are listening before we get started here in the episode, we have a little bit of an announcement, and uh, maybe if you are listening now, you know what we're going to say. If you're listening on a different network, maybe you know what's coming as well, but if you saw on social media this past week, Ethan and I, the One Before I Die podcast, are now partnering with Built, the Built in Buffalo Network, uh, their social media um, network and an account for the Buffalo Bills mainly, and so we're very excited to kind of bring our talents over and, and get it going with them. Um, bring our talents to South Beach, <laughs> um, but no, I mean nothing. Nothing changes on our end. We just want to make that very clear. We're still doing this podcast every week, every Tuesday on the same feed. If you if you listen to it with us, you know for the past two and a half years, and you're listening to us right right here on our One Before I Die on on Apple Podcast, Spotify, wherever you know wherever you get them. I know we're on a bunch of those different ones. Y- you can listen to us here every week. We're not we're not going anywhere. We're staying on our own feed. Um, but if you are listening on the Built in Buffalo Network and, and their feed and their podcast network, welcome in. We are glad to have you. Super excited to get a broader audience here and uh get people listening to the show that maybe haven't tuned in or really discovered our show yet. So super excited for those new uh new people to be in here. And um that that's kind of the the little announcement that I wanted to start out the episode with. Um I guess for the new people out there listening on the Bill and Buffalo network a little bit about us, uh, I think what makes us unique maybe on this specific network is that, you know, we're not just the Bills. We like to dabble in the Sabres as well. So maybe if you're not a, a huge hockey fan and you uh, come to this network to listen to Bill's stuff, maybe, you know, you can get into the Sabres stuff. I know it's been a little bit of a grind the past few years and um, it's a little bit tougher than the Bills kind of stuff, but we we chop it up with both Sabres and Bills and hockey and, and football and we like bringing it all to the table. Um, you know, we're both, we're brothers from Rochester, New York. My name's Sam. Ethan will join in here in a second and, and introduce himself, but that's a little bit about us. We do both Sabres and Bills, and we just kind of, we just kind of go with the flow. Not too much of a, a, a rigid, I guess, show type. We just kind of go with it and, and let it fly. So, Ethan, I'll introduce you here right now to kind of say a few words, and if you want to add anything, go go for it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Welcome, everybody that uh, hasn't been with us. Uh glad to have you here. As Sam kind of said, you know, it's a real informal podcast. Uh if you're looking for some all 22 breakdowns, um, implications on the salary cap, uh, looking at forecheck check, back, uh, back check
0: or any you know, sort of formations that you're you're in the wrong spot here. We are although Ethan does like to act like he knows the salary cap sometimes, he likes to bring that up a lot. I, I do my best. And uh <laughs> Yeah, like like Sam was saying, you know, we're
1: just kind of an off the cuff podcast. A couple of guys that just like to talk bills and sabers, uh, and quarantine uh, eating habits, or <laughs> you know, basically anything in between. Real light, keep it light and tight at this podcast, as we like to
0: say. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, thanks thanks for joining us. Yeah. Um, so actually, before before we get started here, also, I just want to say I am I'm pretty gassed here. Um, episode one twenty eight. I'm gonna keep it grinding. That's what we do over here. We come week in week out and we put out the episode each week, but Ethan, you might have to carry here. As you know, the listeners don't, but I I just uh, did a little six hour drive back home from Washington, DC. I was there for a few weeks now back in Rochester. So I'm coming out hot after a six hour drive. I'm still sticking here. I'm still here to record. Um, But Ethan, you might have to carry on your back here a little bit. So that's just a little warning, I guess, for everyone listening. If I'm, you know, it's, it's, you're already making. excuses, might be excuses, saying it's an sorry. excuse. Yeah, I mean, you <laughs> might be saying it's an excuse. All I'm saying is that if I'm a little bit off on a stat or or something, I did come off a six-hour drive straight through. I'm an absolute road warrior, and I, I'm a little bit behind on my sleep. But that, you know, just putting that out there. So, anyway, without further ado, let's get into the episode today. We will be talking about. I mean, it's been obviously only a week since we last recorded, but I feel like these past two weeks sneaky have been at like a, a pretty loaded slate of of topics and subjects I know last week was a little bit more than we maybe would have anticipated with the free agency and the NFL starting out kind of hot and that just carried over into this past week so obviously the Bills made a huge splash with Von Miller they also re-signed some other guys Jordan Phillips back Shaq Lawson back Um, and so we'll get into all that in this episode the Bills Brandon Bean making moves and then also the Sabres obviously continue to roll on and they continue to impress and play some good hockey so We'll talk about their, their, uh, you know, past week and the way that they've been playing and and the boys rallying together, which is always great to see. And um, the, also the trade deadline. So the NHL trade deadline was yesterday as you guys are listening to this March 21st, 3 PM. If you're listening to this as a Sabres fan, you probably know not much really happened, which we'll get into as well, but all of that, you know, combined, here's what we're going to be talking about bills, Sabres, um, everything that went down. So, we'll start with the bills probably. Right. Do you want to start with the bills and then kind of end it off with the Sabres? Like we did last yeah, week. I think we got to, we got to start with the, you know, the flurry of
1: moves that the bills have made since we last talked. And I think we kind of ended last week, talking bills about the lack of moves that have been made. Right. And then it seemed yeah, like maybe thing. Brandon B turned into episode one twenty seven, and he's like, yeah. all right, I got to get, I got to get my guys on the phones here. We got to hit them hard. Um,
0: well, yeah, he put his money where his mouth is real quick. That's, uh, I guess kind of what I'll, I'll, I'm glad you said that. Cause I kind of forgot, but like, I was definitely, we, we had kind of like a discussion, maybe you want to call it argument. I don't know. We were kind of maybe on different sides of it last week about how I was like, you're going to have to, you know, do something at some point, make a splash with a, a big guy and, and with the AFC getting so much better that, It seems like every quarterback known to man is coming to the AFC. Now every team's getting better. And I was like getting frustrated. Right. I I, I think I said this before, but it's almost to that point in time with bills fans now, which is good where we have a great GM and everything, but it's like whatever Brandon Bean does, no matter if it's a good or bad move, bills fans are going to be clouded and say that he does no wrong. And I was getting a little fed up. um, And you were kind of saying, well, you know, you don't want to mortgage your future for, for the team. You kind of want to be smart with it. And, and, you know lo and behold as soon as this episode's over and you know the week happened obviously a bunch of splashes were made and that big one being von miller but um i i guess i i kind of came back to eat my words because i was definitely saying like something needs to be done and i guess i just had to be a little more patient but something definitely happened obviously so we'll get get into that
1: yeah um so i guess we could start it off here did we talk about isaiah mckenzie
0: resigning Yeah. I mean, I think we should just jump right into Von Miller here. All right. Yeah. So let's start out with Von
1: Miller. Von Miller agreed on a six-year deal worth $120 million. 51 and a half of that is guaranteed. 45 million of that is fully guaranteed at signing. We just talked about...
0: (laughs) not a salary cap guy,
1: though. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, I mean, that's a massive, massive paycheck there. I think where we were on different sides of the fence was you were talking about Chandler Jones, right? That you were, you wanted Chandler Jones bad. Well, I just wanted I was, a big name free agent. Right. But I remember you specifically bringing, bringing him yeah, up. And that, that's you, where we yeah, were kind yeah. of uh, different side of the fence. I know that I, w- when we were specifically talking to Chandler Jones, I was, I wasn't like super high on him as maybe as much as you were just based on, I thought, you know, what we'd have to pay him. Von Miller, I'll be honest with you. I didn't know that that was even in play for us. Like yeah. I didn't, I didn't think that that was, Anywhere on our radar. Um, Now he is 33. And when you see 33 years old at 120 million over six years, you're probably like, that might be the worst deal in history. But when you dig into the details, it's only, uh, I think it's voidable after the third year. So basically he's guaranteed three years and he's guaranteed a 51 and a half million. So when you break that down, it's basically a three-year deal at 51.5 million, if he's not living up to snuff after those year th- that year three and you don't want to pay him another 18 million, you can, get, you can cut him then. Um, and it is, I mean, that still is a pretty hefty contract for a guy at 33, but at some point, it's not going to matter if you win a Super Bowl, right? If you go pay a guy $52 million and you win a Super Bowl, doesn't, nothing matters at that point. And so Von Miller's proven what he did in the playoffs last year, he was an absolute freak Um, I know he's getting a little bit older, but I still think he's got gas left in the tank as long as he can stay healthy and get him to the playoffs. And he kind of turns it up to a different level. It's exactly what we needed on this defense, a playmaker, a guy that offenses have to scheme around. They have to make sure that they're aware of where he is on the field. And he brings that level of experience. He's coming off a super bowl. So he knows what it takes to win. He's already won another one before last year as well with Denver. So he's, he's got that NFL playoff and championship level experience Hopefully that can rub off on Ed Oliver, rub off, rub off on um, Rousseau, Boogie Basham, um, and Epinesa. So love the signing. I don't know how you can't be excited about this if you're a Bills fan. I mean, throw the pay, paycheck aside. You're not the one paying them. If they go in a Super Bowl within the next three years when Von Miller's on the team, you're not going to be worried about the contract that he has. Don't worry. Yeah. He's not going to be here for the full six years and – let's just, you know, ride it out and be happy that Vaughn Miller is on this defense now.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's what I was getting at. So, a few things here I got to break down, but I, I think that's what I was getting at a lot last last week and maybe on Twitter over the past week before this happened was when I said, like, I want to make a big splash is, is exactly like what you said. If you win a, like, we're, we're built to win now. I get you have Josh Allen. He's going to be good for the next 10 years or so, but at the same time, you know, you got you have guys like Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer who are maybe getting up there in age a little bit, but who are still in their prime right now. Like we have a window here that if you make this signing and you go and win a Super Bowl, you, you said it doesn't matter who's getting paid what. If you win a Super Bowl within the next three, four years, like with Von Miller, it was all worth it. So that's that's the one thing that I was I guess why I just wanted that big splash signing because it's like you just go for it. And the bills are proving like, okay, we know what we have now. We have our quarterback, we have our this guy who can ball out. Let's actually go for it now while we can. So that's one. Number two is I'm not gonna lie. Like when I first saw the signing, like obviously you're super excited you get that big name Von Miller, and I didn't care about the money or the contract or the term or any of that. My my thing almost went to and I, and I've completely flip flopped on it and I'm you know all in on it. But at first I was like, is this guy really like is he still hungry? Is he like he just he's coming off a Super Bowl? He has another Super Bowl before. Like, do we want this thirty-three-year-old guy who maybe is just kind of here and you know taking the money? Blah, blah, yeah, yeah, trying to cash out whatever. But then, and I was and I was saying this out loud because I was I was actually golfing when this happened. I had a million text messages when I come back to my phone with my buddy, and he's also a Bills fan. So we start talking about it, and that's like my initial thoughts. That I start talking about, and he kind of like talked me back and, and made like some pretty good points. Where let's let's talk about it, man. I am mean, he. This is my other point I want to get to. He chose Buffalo, New York. He he was in. L A. Right, he was. He can choose thirty yeah, other. The Rams are trying to resign him too. The Rams are trying to resign. He can choose thirty other franchises that are going to get him his payday. Right, if that's what I'm saying is, oh, does he just want his payday right away from the sunset? Why is he going to choose his payday in Buffalo? Like nothing against Buffalo, we obviously are from this area, we love it. But at the same time, like if he's just trying to get a payday and chill out, you're probably not going to come to like Buffalo, New York. And the other thing is, is like my buddy was saying, is like th- like he's clearly still hungry. Like he reached out to the Bills. I think it was uh, proven that that like mysterious free agent, big name. Remember at like the beginning of free agency that was like, Oh, someone came to Buffalo and like expressed interest. I'm pretty sure that was him because he wanted to play with Josh Allen. And it's just proving how much of like, it, like this bit, this signing to me was more so like, obviously I was excited because he's a good player and you know, you can talk about all these different factors, what he can do on the field. This is like a complete turning point in Buffalo sports to me because you have a big name free agent that wants to sign in Buffalo because of your players, because of your culture, because of everything that's been going on for the past few years. Like that is something that has never happened in Buffalo and the Sabers or the bills. And like, I think this is the biggest free agent signing in Buffalo bills history. Von Miller a Super Bowl MVP decided Buffalo, New York out of any other team in the NFL, right? Let that sink in. So that's what like, I saw on this, and like, that really made me like, more excited than anything. This guy want to be here. He wants to play with Josh Allen. He wants to ball out on this defense, and now we have all these other guys that used to play for us, Jordan Phillips, Sheckland, that, that want to come back now. Matt Bart, like these guys want to be in Buffalo. This is a complete culture change from anything we've ever seen in Buffalo in any sports and in whatever, right? So yeah, like, that was crazy. And even building on that, right, like, the number one reason
1: – I'm not going to take this away I mean, Josh Allen changes everything, right? Like you got that guy, Absolutely. he's proven that he's a stud in the league, arguably the best quarterback at this point. I still think he has to beat out Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs to take that title. But regardless, he's a top three quarterback in the NFL without a doubt. And he's a proven like dog, right? He's a guy that just wants to win, will do anything, put his body on the line to go win. And guys want to rally around that kind of guy. And they want that leader. Uh, on their team. But I think this even transcends. I think what the bills have built transcends transcends just Josh Allen, because I think it's more than just Josh Allen. It's the, like you were saying, it's the culture. It's where the organization is at, what they've built since McDermott and Bean have come in there. And it's absolutely, I think one of the most uh, marquee landmark signings, like put a pin in it in Buffalo sports history. Cause I think, you know, when we flip over to the Sabres side, we always talk about how it's so brutal to build, build this team back up because we can never get anybody in free agency. And for a while, like the bills were in the same boat, right? Like it's like, Mm -hmm. who wants to go play in Buffalo? We're never going to be able to sign these big guys. And it's proving that you can build that culture and guys will want to come to Buffalo regardless of what's going on. So it not only like gives me hope for the bills moving forward, but also for the Sabers. Like it's not out of the question. Like if you build that culture, and you get the key pieces in place from the front office down to the players, you can build something where players will want to come uh, into your organization, not just through the draft.
0: So yeah. as long as you as long as your name's not JD McKissick,
1: <laughs> right? And I mean, he's going to be, he's probably, I don't know. He's probably kicking
0: himself at this point. I don't know what happened there, but uh, we don't yeah. have to get into that. I think the next I respect is decision. I, I just do. I do. I do want to say, cause I don't think you even maybe, I think that happened and didn't happen in this past week where like, so we didn't, yeah, we didn't have a chance to it. talk about it. Right. I just want to say like, that is kind of wild. Like that he, whatever his decision, I do want to say though, I do respect his decision in a sense where like, if I'm a Washington fan, like I love this guy, like his right. Yeah. His loyalty, like he was just waiting for a contract from Washington to be like, actually, I want to go back there regardless of team better or team. Like I, I got no way will towards McKissick. Like good, good yeah. for you, man. Like it, some loyalty there. Um, yeah. But anyway, did, were you going to move on with something else or or I mean, do you playing? have anything else on on Von Miller? Oh no, I mean, like I said, I, it's just it's. I think the biggest takeaway is he 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 chose to come to Buffalo as a free agent. I mean, th- I think the last probably big big signing as a Bill was uh, Mario Williams back, back you know a few how many years ago was that? Like maybe ten or so. Mm-hmm. But I mean, this I think is bigger. It's just I mean, like I said at first, I was thinking this guy's old. Is he even still good? I mean, he he is right. He he's he's a dog. He's a workhorse. He he loves to play football, and I think that. I only think that you know being Bills Mafia, and I think he's going to embrace that. And and you know how Bills fans are, and just Buffalo fans in general is, no matter what. I mean, they're we're going to be rallying behind this guy so hard. Like he's going to feel like he's going from another point here that I just thought of. He's going from L.A. right where you can talk about the nice weather and and all the everything out there, whatever California. He's going from that team though, in in a pure football sense, which is the most joke of a fan base like out of any professional sport in la right you can take right. any sport over there and it's just guys who people who've moved from all over the, the country and whatever they, they're not into sports man they're there for the celebrities and and whatever they're not there to root on their team they're there for the experience he's going from that to probably the most diehard fan base in all professional sports in the bills mafia like i feel like he's gonna he's gonna like be like wow like i where has this been in my whole career? Like I have never really had something like this and he's going to, I feel like that's going to motivate him a little bit more. So my first worries about his like performance, like I, I think you throw those out the window, he's going to be a dog and he's going to, and he's going to want to eat out there. So that's all I had to say is just, it's, it's an awesome, just like you said, pinpoint this, right. That a big free agent came to Buffalo and you can kind of use this as principle that it can happen. It, it can happen. So that's all I had. Um, I think we can move on to maybe the other free agent signings. I didn't really have too much like color to say on them, but as I mentioned a few times before, let me know if I'm missing anyone too, but I know cause I'm just going off the top of my dome here, but Jordan, Phillips, I, I have a list here. Okay, go ahead. I guess before we move on
1: to Jordan Phillips, I think the next biggest signing was OJ Howard, uh, who's oh, one, yeah. one year, one year deal at like the
0: same time as Vaughn. Right? Yeah. It was like
1: literally back to back. Okay. Um, yeah. So they signed OJ Howard to a one year deal worth three and a half million. um,
0: i don't know he's a veteran tight end last played in tampa i think um, i think that i'll hop in real quick i think this guy let me tell you about this guy um i think he can like he has so much potential i and i think he's still i know he's kind of like more of a veteran now because he's been in the league for a few years but he's yeah, still he's a young 27. guy. yeah he's still a young guy but i know that i forgot what college did he go to alabama I thought he went to AM. He went or to some a- SEC or Georgia. I don't know, some SEC yeah, school. Yeah. But anyway, he was a beast in college. And when he went to Tampa, like, I thought he was going to be nasty. Like, with Jameis Winston, like, I thought that. Went to Bama. You're Bama. right. Bama. Okay. So I was right. Like, I think this guy's potential. And I'm, and, and we still have Dawson Knox. Like, I'm not going to throw out Dawson Knox. Like, he's still going to be a big part of the offense. I think a two tight end offense is freaking awesome. You get both these guys going, it can be electric. But I think this guy, man, has some more potential than maybe a lot of people know or think. And, when he went to Tampa, I think that you know once Gronk came there and, and Brady, like he almost got kind of thrown to the side, and and his mm-hmm. potential was never untapped. This guy's kind of a freak athlete. Like if you watch his his uh, college highlights, he was like a beast. He was kind of like a Mike Evans ask as a tight end. I feel like uh, as a good yeah. comparison. Yeah. And he's definitely more of a receiving tight end than like a blocking. Yeah. Uh, so like, I, tight end. I don't know if like just something in Tampa, because before Brady and Gronk got to Tampa, you know, you had like Winston who was doing his own thing. And I don't, you know, I don't watch a lot of Tampa Bay football, but it seems like they didn't really get him into the shuffle. Um, I, I remember drafting him in fantasy as rookie. You're thinking that he was going to be this breakout tight end. They didn't really use him a lot, but I, I don't know. I think that he, but he's if, battled if he's some using, injuries. Yeah. If he's using the right way though, I think it could be, you know, it was, like I said, it was kind of thrown to the side because it happened right as Von Miller got signed. So it's like that's obviously going to be put down a little bit. But he could be um, – I like it. I'll just say I like this signing a lot, and it could be a lot better than maybe people are giving it credit for right now.
1: Yeah, I know. I agree. I think the upside is there. I mean, he's only on a one-year deal, contract guy. But, yeah, um, yeah, that's – I mean, not not committing long-term and you just on a one-year deal. I don't know how you could be – like you could call any signing bad if it's a one-year deal. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like, if it doesn't work out this year, it doesn't work out and you got nothing left in the tank. Um He's like you said, he's only 27. I know that's kind of like considered a veteran now, which is weird just based on how young the league is getting. But I just think there's not a lot to to lose. He's a former, fir, former first overall pick. Like you said, he's a freak athlete. Wait, what? Uh,
0: first overall pick? First
1: round pick, sorry. Oh, okay. Former first round pick. Um And, yeah, pairing him in a a dual tight end situation, like we haven't had that flexibility in our offense, right? We've had Knox, but behind Knox, you've had like Sweeney and Lee Smith. Smith. Like there's no – you don't really have another guy after Knox. And Knox has gone through um, phases where he's extremely hot, right, like where he can't be stopped, and then other phases where he, he can't catch a football. So I think having another guy to be able to put in there if Knox is going through it or even put him on the field at the same time. Having two big bodies like that with kind of the offense that Josh Allen runs, you know, imagine throwing both of those guys out there where they can both block because we know what what Josh Allen can do with his legs, mm-hmm. and then also like run an RPO out of that. I mean, OJ Howard, you can almost throw him in the slot. I feel like and ha- use him as kind of like a like a, almost an extra receiver with yeah. how freaky athletic he is. Um, and so then insane. imagine like the nightmare nightmares uh, in coverage that's going to cause having to guard these two massive human beings like you throw a linebacker on it and you throw a corner like they're gonna have to scheme for both of those guys so i love the signing and again if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out it's only a one-year deal um so it just gives josh allen another another weapon uh in in his arsenal there um after that uh the bills sticking with new, new faces here uh which i think was one of the m- most um I think it's going to be one of the most impactful signings, but maybe it's not going to be talked about as much because of those other two guys we just talked about. Was they signed uh, Roger Saffold to a? We talked about deal. this last last week. Did we talk about Saffold?
0: Yeah, Saffold and the uh, and someone else signed last week. We talked about. We talked oh, about those Saddle. early. Yeah, we it talked about Saddle. all of those. All yeah. right,
1: my bad, my bad.
0: And Daquan um, Jones
1: and Daquan Jones got it. Okay, I think
0: we talked about Daquan, but yeah, we That's, yeah, okay.
1: we, yep. Um, All right, sorry, moving on. Then we'll go back to the returners now. We got Jordan Phillips agreed to a one-year deal. Uh, I think most fans are going to know who Jordan Phillips was, especially after his time in Buffalo. He kind of had a, uh, a breakout year, what was it, in 2019, uh, going into the, maybe our, our first playoff run with Allen, right? Yeah, um, I think he
0: was on that team that we lost to the Texans in the playoffs, and then he dipped. I think you're right.
1: Yep. And then um so we signed him for, for like a him and Shaq
0: deal. were both on that team and then they both left.
1: And they both left, right, which which is kind of fitting here. But anyway, after that year, I mean he had a monster year that year. I think he was a pro bowler. Um he what do he, uh, no, he had? Uh no, he was
0: no he was a pro bowl snub because we got into it on Twitter with him because he was like tweeting about like him not making the pro bowl after we lost oh, yeah. pounds after and the, after the, the run defense coat. was terrible. And, and we, and I tweeted back, I said, how about you stop worrying about the pro bowl and start worrying about like not wearing a winter coat practice. And he got, he got pretty rattled. So, yeah <laughs> so he was a pro Bowl snub, I guess, in his eyes, but yeah, welcome He back. did have,
1: he did have nine and a half sacks with the bills. Yeah, like no, he was, so.
0: he was great. I mean, I, it was just a little banter, whatever, you know, is what it is.
1: <laughs> right. And He signed like a massive contract with the Cardinals after that year, too. So, I mean, he got paid. Um, But it didn't work out in Arizona. I know this is why,
0: real quick, this is why, like, this is, and like, we were kind of saying this too, like, after that year, I think we talked about, like, do we let Phillips and Lawson walk or, like, what's the the deal here? Like, Bean is just a master. And I know I was saying at the beginning of the episode, is like, whatever he does, Bill's friends are going to say he's a master. And that's what I'm doing right now. But, (laughs) but literally, Lawson and Phillips, after that year, they had both pretty good years with the Bills. It was the first time they both played like, pretty good in their careers and, and, and like coincidence was on their contract year. We both let them you know, go do their thing, don't pay them a ton of money. I think they both got you know, pretty decent contracts. And what do you know? It doesn't really work out for either of them you know, where they were. I don't think Phillips was that big of an impactful par- player in Arizona. Well,
1: I was just going to say,
0: he just he could never stay healthy there. Couldn't stay healthy. I don't think yeah. Lawson was a huge impact uh, in Miami. And, you know, well, he you went know, to
1: the Jets first and then went to Miami.
0: Okay. Yeah. So he was on both. I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't know which one he went he to. Didn't,
1: he didn't stick either places. So,
0: yeah. And so then now, and now look, they're both free agents. again, yeah, And come back to, you know, come back to mama on a nice little contract <laughs> for, for being and And it's just, it, it, it just shows. because And, you know, maybe don't give them too much credit. Cause I think after that year, both you and I were kind of like, you know, if they want to come back on a discount, like they, they can come, but we both didn't want to pay him much money to to begin with. But, but either way it's like, it's just working in your favor, right? It's it's just, it's just proving don't pay these like contracts out of nowhere when you don't need to. And I just want to come kind of come in with that real quick. And now, and you know, now they're both coming back and you can get them on a pretty good deal and and they want to be here, obviously.
1: Yeah. I mean, both of them signed one-year deals, but saying on Phillips, I mean, as far as what you can expect with him, he's coming in here and he doesn't have to be that guy that signed that 30 million contract in Arizona at this point. Right. Like he's, he's in a,
0: he's not good enough
1: to be that guy anyway. Right. But I mean, I think this is a great, I kind of like risk reward signing for the bills. Cause you know that the, like the talents there with Jordan Phillips, right. It's just as if he can stay healthy. I think at this point, if the guy can stay healthy, he's going to be an, an absolute monster on this D line, especially play alongside Ed Oliver. Well, I like to see him, you know, he might be honestly like the fourth d tackle at this point depending yeah. on how daquan jones and and settles look I, I don't know much about them but everybody's really high on this settles guy um settle no s <laughs> uh, i'm doing i'm doing a dad <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah I, I i love the signing jordan phillips i mean you saw his pr- uh, press conference when he got signed too he was rattling off how excited he was to be here saying they got like all these studs um so I mean, he's going to come in hungry. You already know that he loves he loves playing in Buffalo. Like he's been here, he's experienced it. Probably, uh, maybe wishing that he didn't laugh or didn't leave when he yeah. did. But I mean, he got paid, so good, yeah, for, good him. for him. But I mean, moving on to Shaq Lawson, I think it's the same deal for him. Like kind of opposite of Jordan Phillips, where Shaq Lawson, I think he you know he had a he had a great season in 2019. I'm looking here, he had six and a half sacks. So I mean, it doesn't really jump off the paper when you're talking about like a stud defensive end, but I mean, he was a rotational guy, and, and that's what yeah. he's coming in here to do again, right? Just you don't have to be on the on the field and every down, but you know, bring some energy when you're here. A guy that knows the system, he's been around Buffalo before, absolutely loved his time when he was here. Moved on and tried to chase some money, and it obviously didn't work in either uh, New York or Miami. And so he's like you said, he's coming home to daddy. Um, you know, yeah. again, not much to lose. One year deal. Um, bring someone. I think he's also Shaq Lawson's also like a popular player in the locker room. Right? Like yeah. guys like to be around. I them. think him and Phil think, both are. Yeah, and I think they both carried on relationships even after they've left with some of the players here. So I think you know they're really excited uh, to get back to this defense. And so yeah, I, I think those are those are, they're great, great, great signings. I mean, you look at you look at what Brandon Bean's done so far. I mean, he's completely retooled this defensive line. And if you were a bills fan, that was, I think, you know, that's like the number
0: one thing I wanted.
1: Yeah. That that was the one thing on all of our minds, right? Like going into this draft, everybody was saying, you got to go DN, got to go DN again. And it's like, well, that's all we've drafted for the last what two Two years years or two years. Um, So Brandon beans putting his money where his mouth is uh, getting some playmakers on the defense, bringing some familiar faces back Um, on, on that note, great segue by me the bills agreed to a contract with Matt Barkley
0: today on a one-year deal. Yeah. Well, real quick, like, like we're just stockpiling quarterbacks now. Cause we, we before we did that, we traded for case Keenum.
1: Yeah. So I think, I don't know. I mean, Keenum and uh, Barkley, they might be battling out for the, the second string role at this point, but we'll, we'll see what happens Maybe, again. Another
0: cause cause either cause they're both like veterans. So like not like they're, it's not going to be like, a, they can't be like a practice squad quarterback. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess know. like
1: I mean the bills. The bills don't really keep three quarterbacks on their roster, too. I guess I mean, I guess one of them could go to the practice squad. Well, because they had.
0: Well, I'm saying like when they had uh, like the from. Like, well, Fromm too, like was the third. Yeah. guy. and then like he can get claimed eventually. So like maybe that's going to be like I don't know. It's just like it was just interesting to see him come back after trading for Keenum, but I guess it doesn't hurt.
1: Yeah, who who cares? I mean, again, Barkley is another guy that's like.
0: And then, and then we, and then yeah. So I mean, do you have anything else on Barkley or Keenum?
1: Uh, no, nothing else. I mean, and then the last thing I was going to talk about was another deal that went down today was that we signed uh, running back Duke Johnson. Oh, we a did? one year did. <laughs> oh, is this breaking news? Stephen? Yeah, this is breaking.
0: Well, because I was about to say we, we like, I was going to come in with we signed this O line, Greg Manns man's or i don't know to say his name but yeah that was the
1: other signing so duke johnson i didn't know we got duke
0: johnson okay i like that he's yeah he's pretty so i mean
1: obviously after mckissick didn't work out we went to i guess more of a budget option one year dual one year deal for uh, duke johnson i don't think he uh i don't think he maybe brings the same level of excitement as if we got mckissick but I think he's you know signed to play the kind of the similar he's role. Had some past, good years,
0: yeah. He's definitely a pass catching guy for sure. Yeah,
1: a little bit of a journeyman. I think he's you know been in Miami, been in Houston. I think he's
0: on the Texans. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, I mean, I'm excited for that. I don't, I don't think that it doesn't mean the Bills shouldn't maybe be looking to the mid rounds to draft another running back because I, I still think the running back position is is not solidified in Buffalo and and it's the type of position where. I think you just keep drafting guys and and you can get one of these mid-round guys that that explodes for you. Uh, that's kind of a, what I feel like the running back position is turned into in the NFL nowadays. So, uh, you know, again, kind of a high, low risk, high reward type of signing veteran uh, give you another option out of the backfield to catch passes. Um, and then that, Mans guy, I'm not going to get into it. It looks like a depth depth signing. I don't know if you had anything else to say. It just looks like he's kind of going to be a backup for Buffalo. Can play like guard or to or or center. It looks like.
0: No, yeah. The only thing I I guess I have to say on that is is you know what's good with our guy Ryan Bates because I know that he's been taking a bunch of meetings with a a bunch of other teams. So I'd love to have him back. I don't know if this means that maybe we don't think we're going to get him back or what the deal is. He's an RFA, so I think we have a little bit more like. Like he's not a UFA, like he can't just go anywhere. I, I don't know. I'm not going to get into that, but I know, just know, he's been taking meetings elsewhere. So I guess we'll watch to see what happens with him. But yeah, I got nothing else on any of the other signings. I'm happy to hear about Johnson breaking news on the podcast for me. Um, but <laughs> and that, then on that's the opposite it, end, yes. no, yeah.
1: on the opposite end, there were some exits. Uh, the Bills cut Starla Tulule. Oh yeah, uh, so. I, I think that that you know something that was like, there. like
0: i mean the writing was on the wall for that after signing like 40 tackles
1: right um and then also they cut uh cole beasley so oh that's right yep so so two veterans that
0: have. You i mean know, we kind of talked about the beasley situation like a few weeks ago as well but i mean if you know if you're tapped in and as a bills fan you, you kind of knew what was going down with that it's a you know it sucks and and i i think we both you and i like expressed that like we like him on the team he's obviously a, makes the offense better um and i wish him well i guess i'll just say i wish him well wherever he goes like i he'll always be a i'll always be a fan of his and, and appreciate it for the time that he spent as a Yeah, coach. he was always one a fan favorite for you for sure. Yeah. And i think he was for a lot of Bills fans. Uh, I mean,
1: Brandon Bean even came out and i don't want to get into this but he even came out that, admitting that the covid situation right. played a factor into this so you know what? When I so we, we kind of called that. A we kind of
0: called that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that,
1: that's you know I was saying I wasn't surprised that he asked for the trade request. Um, you know I think this played played a bigger factor than maybe some some might have thought. So you maybe know
0: it would have been nice maybe if we could have tr- actually did trade him and get something for him, but I just probably got to that point where it's just like all right, we, there's just not. Well, the happen. Bills
1: came out and said they they cut him after they couldn't find a trade partner for him. Oh, so. there you go. Okay. So okay. Ho- hopefully he signed somewhere and does well, you know, I'll still root for the guy as long as he's not playing us, but uh, yeah, good luck. Good luck to Cole Beasley. But yeah, that's pretty much all we had on the bills front this week. I mean, it was a loaded, loaded week for the bills. Um, and based on Brandon beans comments, it doesn't sound like much more is going to come in free agency. And I can imagine why, because I have no idea how all of these players are going to fit with the salary cap I saw I
0: saw something today and I don't know how legit the account was but I saw it was actually the opposite of how he's actually not done yet and he's looking for like some cornerbacks maybe well he said on the Pat McAfee show that he's pretty much done today Okay. (laughs) Okay.
1: you got to regroup after this road trip all
0: right well anyway we'll move on then from the bills and we'll move on to the Sabres Um, right you got nothing else to say about the bills I assume No, I I was just gonna. The last thing I was gonna mention was that cornerback to me is like the one area of concern
1: at this point. They didn't. They also did not uh, re-sign Levi Wallace. He signed a contract with the Pittsburgh Pittsburgh Steelers. And Trey White uh, looks like he won't be back until earliest November this year.
0: Dang. So
1: it's like the Dane Jackson show and whoever else right now is what we're gonna be looking like for for opening opening weekend. You got to think that cornerback is probably the number one priority now going into the into the draft. Um, and sure. it, luck, luckily for the bills, I think there's a lot of cornerbacks that are going to be available where they're picking at the end of the first round that I think you could get some good value on. So that's your, that's your Mel Kuiper analysis from me. Yeah. Uh, and I think, I think we can move over to the Sabers.
0: All right. Yeah. So move on to the sabers here. Um, I think the last, uh, where we picked up last week with them was obviously after the week with the Eichel return, the Vegas win, and then the Heritage Classic win against Toronto. And then this past week, they go on their West Coast uh, roadie. So they just finished that up. They went to Edmonton, played the, the Oilers, obviously, then played Calgary, and then played Vancouver. And now they're coming back home to play Pittsburgh and Washington this week. And as we said at the beginning of the episode, the trade deadline was also yesterday, the 21st. So without, I mean, I guess we can, we'll talk about the games first. I mean, the, the deadline was dead. I mean, we, we, the uh, well, deadline we, was literally dead. Yeah, I, mean, um, I guess we can just start with that. We, we traded Robert Hag on on Sunday, actually. So it was before the, the actual deadline. We traded Robert Hag to Florida for a sixth-round pick, right? So, I mean, it, mm-hmm. just getting him out of here and getting a pick back, I mean, that's about as well as you could do for, for Bobby Heaters. And um, it, it seemed like that was like, all right, that's one guy. You know, who's next? Who's next? Who's next? And then nothing else happened. And so I guess, like, my question to you Is like, what are your thoughts on this? What are your thoughts on Kevin Adams? Like here. And and I know you you were texting us earlier about maybe changing your mind on some of these guys, but I mean to start out here, you know, I guess I'm not I wasn't expecting them to unload everybody, but the 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 fact of the matter is is we have like seven UFAs on our team or six, seven, eight UF like we have a lot of unrestricted free agents on our team. And you have to imagine that not all of them are gonna sign back and and you have to Know that we, you know it's not going to be in the best interest of the team to sign all of them back because considering our team's really bad this year, you don't really want a lot of these guys that are UFAs. Yeah, why can you it, not make a trade some trades for these guys and at least get some assets back? In any, and maybe and maybe he couldn't do it, but the, it's just it's a problem when you have all these guys that you're not going to get back on your team that aren't very good and you can't get anything from them. It's a yeah. kind
1: of a problem. I mean, I think it's a, it's a weird situation because I think the majority of these UFAs. You're not getting more than like a fifth round pick for any of these guys. These are, uh, but I wouldn't say they're that? highly touted. It's it's weird though, because I mean, if you get rid of, and I, I think Adams expressed this as well, you get rid of a Pissick for a fifth or sixth rounder, you get rid of Colin Miller for a fifth or sixth rounder, and you get rid of like a Cody Eakin for a fifth or sixth rounder. Like, are you are you happy with that? Now I just got like three three or Three, three more fifth-round picks or sixth-round picks. Um, and then you're playing the rest of the year without these guys, so that means younger guys are going to have to step up. And I think what Kevin Adams is trying to do, because another move they made today was they sent down Krebs, Fitzgerald, and Samuelson to the Amherst. Did they send just them down in, yet, though? I saw send, that, too. They just sent them down and then brought them up immediately. And the reason they did that was to make him oh, so el- eligible. eligible for the AHL playoffs. So I think what's really important for the Sabres and Kevin Adams stressed this in his press conference today is how they finish this season over the next 19 games. They have a ton of momentum right now. They're arguably playing the best hockey that they ever have this entire season. They finally have some mojo to their step, what we've been talking about. They're finally finding an identity, building chemistry, having fun while doing it, getting some swagger into their game, playing more physical. And to break that up at this point with, a couple of six round picks I don't think is worth it in his eyes based on building this team environment. And on top of that, like I said, you have to fill all these vacancies with other guys at this point. Right. And so I think Kevin Adams, like it's, I think it's important for him to see the Merck's do well and bring, bring like a Samuelson and a Krebs and Fitzgerald, bring them down for that and kind of make a run at a caller, a caller cup. And if they win that, they're they're winning it with guys that are going to be playing together on the Sabres, mm-hmm. so it's establishing that winning culture down at the AHL level for them to all come up as a team. Because I mean, you got P- P- Turka down there, you got Quinn down there. If you have Krebs down there, Samuelson, Fitzgerald, uh, Lukanen, um, and then you also have uh, Laskin in that down there. So
0: <laughs> I knew you were going to say him. You love Laskin.
1: <laughs> I. But that's, that's what I'm saying though. If they can oh, all say know, like, just... Hey, we won this Calder cup together and they all get brought up to the Sabres starting the year last year. They already have a little bit more pep to their set. They have more chemistry. Uh, they are exposed to winning in a playoff situation. I know it's the HL and it's, you know, it's not, it's not the same caliber, but, but still, I think it's, I don't hate, I don't hate it. I don't love it. I don't hate it. I think some people are getting on Kevin Adams a little bit too much for not being able to flip flip mark pissick or colin miller for a 6 round pick. But I mean, it just sucks Pissek, that
0: uh it just sucks that miller got hurt cuz I think he could have maybe been a lot of, he was probably the biggest guy for value I think if he didn't get hurt. I mean, yeah, he was going to have Just cuz he's a right Doline this year if he didn't get hurt. So was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll have to come back to that another time too.
1: <laughs> um, no, but I mean, I I I think I think it's fine. I I'm laser focused on these last game last 19 games of the year. I mean, I'm having more fun watching this team play than i ever have in a while which is which is you know a breath of fresh air so
0: yeah so let's get into that i guess then they're they've won four out of their last five so first off there there's you know the hot streak that you're talking about playing their best hockey of the of the year and i'd have to agree they they must you know it is um it, i mean they did get pumped in edmonton <laughs> <What>? they must <laughs> <laughs> they did get uh Pumped in Edmonton, that was their one loss out of their last five games. They lost six to one. That was the first game of the road trip. But other than that, I mean, they they their last two games, they won both of them in OT. Which I don't are those their first OT wins of the year? I mean, this is like a really bad overtime team so far. I think
1: they were their second and third wins.
0: Yeah, so you you get those two wins, a shutout for Takarsky in the Calgary game, and then the Vancouver game um, Darlene with a sick goal to end an OT as well. So, I mean, he's playing with a ton of confidence. I, I think like you, I mean, I think you just alluded to it pretty much with everything you said about the, you know, Krebs and those guys going down, this team is playing with just a ton of confidence and chemistry. Um, and it's just, you know, they're, they're playing together and it's, and it's a, it's a hard fought effort every night, it seems like. So it's good to see. Yeah. And one guy I
1: talked, I talked or I texted you about that was also getting some, uh, chatter around the, the trade deadline was Vinny Hinnestroza, Who's like coming up to be one of my favorite players on this team at this point, mm-hmm. ever since yeah, he came he back was from her, the injury, yeah, he was he's been too. in, he's been a breath of fresh air and injection of life into this lineup. And we were talking about him, I think a couple episodes ago, along with the poso so just having a, like a more of a veteran presence and breaking up all those, uh, rookies all being on the same line. It seems like ever since he put on the, uh, the uh, line with cousins; those guys have just meshed really nicely, um, and and he's got he's got wheels. Like, look, I look fast. Did, did I not did I miss that for the first half
0: of the year? I feel like yeah, he came he's back faster. Been really fast. He's always been really fast. Speaking yeah. of like veteran presences and everything, got to give a shout out to Zemgus and He made his return as well. The lot, yeah, the, the, that, locomotive. <laughs> that's another guy that,
1: that, that I love. I, see. love.
0: I love. Gergis. I love I want. I love that we. I think he's got another year or two on his deal. We he's just got one more him. year. So I mean I love to see him back get back into shape. I think him and posto playing together. I know they did that before he was hurt too. Like that's kind of been their thing. I think that's a really good combo that I like to see. I know they've been kind of stuck with Eakin, who who's been getting a lot of praise by the way, like in the locker room. I think he's a beauty, but you know he's you know he's tough on the ice. But- I know it's
1: it's it's kind of wild. The like turn of events that's happened with Cody Eakin. Cause I mean, objectively he's just, he's just not it, right? Like you can't have yeah. Cody Eakin in your lineup at this point of where he's at in his career and, and be a, be a good hockey team. But I mean, he's, he's doing everything he can to stay in this lineup and stay a part of this team. You know what I mean? Like doing yeah. the whole chirping Jack Eichel thing. He's, he's, he's actually a beast on the fit in the face off circle. He's doing, yeah. they're doing, they're kind of using him in like a, a Paul Gosted like a full Yeah, like where he just takes the face off. I mean, he won the face off last night in overtime, and the Sabres didn't give the puck up ever since the opening face off. So he, you know, won the face off, got off the ice, Tuck came on, and they, you know, they went with it. So,
0: yeah. So, I mean, either way, though, just like back to my point, like seeing, I've always been a Gergensen guy, and I like him playing with a poso. That's something that I think has grown on me like a ton. Obviously, we had that whole discussion about a poso making a 180 on the fan base, but. See these guys getting healthy, seeing them play together is is really cool. And then, you know, you still got own power in the pipeline. I mean, him and Darlene look like they can be a legitimate one-two combo now at this point, right? I mean, D- Darlene has – Are you you got to, like, take – you got to put your hand up at some point for your comments on Rasmus on Darlene. I mean, I'm, I look like an idiot right now. That's Thank all you. I – I mean, I
1: got, that's all I got to <laughs> <Yeah>. say. Okay.
0: <laughs> but I've thing- always ro- rode with him. I've always rode with him. <laughs>
1: I know, and and I'm I'm happy for him. I'm and happy I hope he keeps going.
0: I don't want to jinx it.
1: I don't want to. I mean, to be fair, to be fair, this is what I'm going to say. To be fair, I've always said I hope I'm wrong. I've nah, always said. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, you want your team, obviously. Like I've, I've I've I haven't hated Darlene because I hate him as a person. I've just hated how he's played. The thing I want to say though is I feel like this is a tr- this was a trend over the last year too, where he had a very very strong end of the season. He needs to show he can do that over a full season for me to. Be like, I'm fully hand up, but he's playing his best. I think, I
0: I also do think though, it's extended further past this. Only the the past like he's like maybe he's playing better now that he was at the beginning of the year or the middle of the year, but he was still, I think, pretty solid. And and just not even just Darlene, but and we I know we bring this up a lot, but can we like. How big of a detriment was Ralph Kruger to this team? It, it will keep no matter like as much as we keep getting better, and you see this team, you know, start playing well again, and Skinner scored again last night, and it, it's insane how much it's proved how bad Ralph Kruger was for this team. And also, I guess give Don Granado credit; it's a combination maybe of how you know well he's done with this team so far, but also how bad Kruger's done. And it's and it's something I'll always come back to because it's it's absolutely insane how much he set this franchise back. Just even as a fan from a fan base perspective too, I think we all like almost like moved apart from each other during the Ralph Kruger era as well. So I will always come back to that. It's been crazy. Um, but yeah. yeah, that's, that's all I got to say. I'm, I'm looking forward to their games this week. They have two. I think I'm going to the game Friday actually against Washington. Okay. I was
1: going to ask you if you're going to go to that one, or I was going to ask if you were going to go to the one, the following Friday for RJ's uh, ceremony where they're putting his banner in the rafters.
0: Oh, is that against Nashville that Friday? Yeah. Oh, I might. Yeah. I yeah. Oh, I might go to that. Actually, I think I have that day off. That's a good. That's a good call. That yeah. might be. All right. That's actually. I'm glad you brought that up because, and I and I'm hoping that fans start trickling into the stadium a little bit more now after the past few weeks. I know we talk about attendance a lot, and I hope that you know fans. You know, we start uniting again. But if there's one game to go to, go go to that game against Nashville for RJ. I don't care what the Sabers have done for you for the past year and wh- how much they've hurt you. But if I'm going to manifest one thing, it's go for RJ. That guy's an absolute legend. So if they're putting his name in the rafters, I'm going to do my, my best effort to get there. But I think we should all pack the house for RJ Knight because, I mean, last, last year for this guy, you got to end on a bang for him. I mean, absolute legend. So I'm glad you brought that up because I want to get that out there.
1: Yeah, but no, I was going back to this upcoming week. They have two games at home, Penguins Wednesday and the Capitals Friday. You know, two very playoff teams in the East, big yep. franchises. Coming off this like this streak that they're having, I'm going to be interested to see if there's some more life in this building because, you, like you've been pointing out, <laughs> you're the I'm the salary cap guy. You're the attendance, the attendance tracker. Yeah, you're the attendance tracker, and you've been saying like, oh, it looks like more fans this game. Mm-hmm. Looks like more fans this game. Uh, I haven't been able to notice it maybe as much as you have, but I'd be interested to see if there's a little bit more life, a little bit more jump, some some more people filing into the stadium. I think they're two, two, two big games to go to, especially that Friday game. Uh, You know, the weather's turning a little bit. Let's get, let's get the key bank center bumping again.
0: You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, you got anything else here? You think we're ready to wrap up after, I think it was a pretty solid, solid episode there. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I, the other thing too, when Owen power does play for this team, because Alec Friedman keeps saying that he's, he's going to play for this team by the end of the year. I think I think it, that
0: might uh, spark a jump in attendance as well. Oh, for sure. I think. Uh, yep, yeah, I agree with that. And I, yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm excited to see him play. Get in the lineup. Get in the locker room. Get him going. And you know, moving the off season, I think it would be good to get him in before the season's over. So we'll see if that happens out later in the season. Um, yeah, but anyway, trade deadline ended. Not not much happened for the NHL. NFL free agent signings went went bonkers last week, and. um We'll see what happens this week, but as Ethan said, Sabres got Pittsburgh, Washington, and the Rangers. I believe before our next recorded episode, then they play Chicago.
1: Oh yeah, I'm going to the Chicago game next Monday, so we're gonna to have to figure out when we're recording. Okay. <laughs> Good call. That's uh, up. Yeah. Uh,
0: but uh, but anyway, yeah, that 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 about wraps up 128 episode 128 here. One before I die. Thank you for everybody who listened in. Uh, welcome anybody who you know listened on the Built in Buffalo um we appreciate it and i uh, hope you guys enjoy it so go bills go sabers as always and we will talk to you guys next time peace